here's a short practice that you can weave into your day to just step into that space between stimulus and response. Because it's in that space between stimulus and response that you have the power to choose. Okay, so that space between stimulus, so that's the thing that, you know, gets you anxious or, you know, irritated, right? And then the response is exactly what it sounds like. It's the response to that thing that has triggered you, making you feel irritable, okay? Now, the space between the stimulus and the response is like a giant pause button. So I want you to think about it that way. Even just picture like a big giant pause button. Now, we don't have to react to every stimulus, okay? So think about that for a moment. I'm going to say that again. We don't have to react to every stimulus. Instead, we can pause, reflect, and choose our response. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Does stress feel crippling and like it's diminishing the quality of your life? Do you eat your emotions, turning to food and or alcohol when you're stressed? Are you ready to have stress work for you rather than against you? If so, stress could actually be the best thing to ever happen to you. How so? Well, in my upcoming five-day online retreat, we'll get crystal clear on what it takes to effectively manage and cope with stress, how to make stress your superpower, how to develop a resiliency mindset, and how to de-stress your diet, even if you're currently relying on sugar and alcohol just to cope. This one-of-a-kind online retreat is just as much about healing and connection that you'd find at an in-person retreat. While you isolate yourself at home, we're gonna bring the best vibes to your living room. From uncovering and challenging how you think about stress, becoming more aware of how you typically manage stress, and how to eat yourself happy, by the end of our five days together, you'll have your game plan locked in and ready to go so that you can finally rise above and thrive in the midst of stress and achieve more calm and joy. Want that? Enrollment is now open. To learn more and join, head over to trudyestone.com forward slash retreat. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so that you can join. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful that you've tuned in today. As cases of COVID-19 continue to spike across North America, so have cases of anxiety. New data from the American Psychiatric Association found that nearly half of all Americans, so that's 48% according to the study, are anxious about the possibility of getting sick with more than one-third saying that coronavirus is having a serious impact on their mental health. Are you in that group? Long story short, we're more stressed than ever before. But stress itself is not the problem. It's how we relate to stress. The stress response is critical to our survival. It can save our lives or enable a firefighter to carry a 300-pound man down 20 flights of stairs. 
Now, of course, most of us don't encounter a life or death threat all that often. We usually experience stress reactions in response to thoughts, emotions, or physical sensations. If we're actively worried about whether we can put food on the table or you know, how we're going to pay our rent, boom, the stress reaction activates. And if the bodily systems involved in stress don't slow down and normalize, the effects can be severe. Over time, we can succumb to, you know, among other things like high blood pressure, uh, muscle tension, anxiety, insomnia, um, and a suppressed immune system. Again, too much stress is toxic, but a little can actually make you stronger. So today I'm going to be talking about six healthy short-term responses to stress and six long-term harmful effects of stress. The first one is insulin. Increased insulin in the short term means that your body won't store any sugar in your liver and muscle cells. It will result in more sugar staying in your bloodstream, which means that more will be available for the brain. Now, the long-term effect is that long-term insulin resistance contributes to the development of type 2 diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, and the production of harmful types of cholesterol. So the next stress response to consider is cortisol. We've all heard of cortisol. Now, in the short term, your body's resources are directed at making the stress hormone cortisol to help deal with the immediate threat at the expense of the production of sex hormones such as oestrogen and testosterone. Now, in the long term, long-term diversion of resources to make cortisol will lead to hormonal imbalances and contribute to a wide variety of hormonal issues such as lack of libido and menopausal symptoms. So the next response is all about digestion. Have you ever been really stressed and then get those knots in your stomach or, you know, just that cramping in your stomach? That's probably, you know, impaired digestion. Now, in the short term, the body's resources are directed away from digestion because it's a non-essential function for survival at that moment. But in the long term, if attention is diverted away from digestion for too long, digestive complaints will result such as you know, constipation, uh, bloating, indigestion, and even IBS, and that's irritable bowel syndrome. Now, the next response we have to consider is all about your brain function. Now, in the short term, small amounts of cortisol improve your brain function, which allows it to function better in a short, stressful situation. Like, say, for example, you have to present um, some sort of a presentation in front of your colleagues or even performing well in an exam. Now, in the long term, prolonged release of cortisol starts to kill nerve cells in the hippocampus. And that's your brain's memory center. Okay, so that's actually going to affect your memory in the long term. And it also may increase the likelihood of developing Alzheimer's. Now, the fifth thing that we need to consider is your emotional brain. So have you ever found yourself replaying a problem or a stressful event over and over again in your mind? This is called rumination. Now, your brain has two systems, the rational brain, which makes logical decisions, and the emotional brain, which processes our feelings and our fears. Each of these systems are in constant competition with each other. Now, when we're in a thrive state, our logical brain is in control and we can make sensible decisions. But when we're stressed, our logical brain steps aside and your emotional brain takes center stage. Now, the more frequently you feel stressed, the more powerful your emotional brain will become making you more anxious. So in the short term, the emotional brain being on high alert to look out for threats is a very good thing if you're in danger. Now, in the long term, if this becomes, you know, something that continually happens over and over again, in the long term, it will make you more prone to anxiety as you start to worry about everything 
and see danger when no danger is actually present. When you ruminate on sadness and negativity, it reinforces a sense of sadness and negativity. But if you cultivate compassion, joy, and inner freedom, then you build up resilience and face life with more confidence. Because after all, in the end, it's your mind that's translated the outside world into either happiness or misery. Now, the good news is that on day one of my Rise and Thrive online retreat, which starts today, you'll become more aware of your brain's hardwired stress response so that you can put your brain on a more calm, focused, and positive track. Handling your stress in this way will bring you more happiness and success. The more practice that you have with tuning into your mind, the less effort it takes. And that's what I'll show you how to do during the online retreat so that you can achieve more calm. Now, the doors close today, Monday, November 30th. So make sure to grab your spot while there's still time. You can grab your ticket by going to the link in the show notes or heading over to trudyestone.com forward slash retreat. Now, let's talk about the sixth stress response, and that is all about inflammation. Now, this is also another big one. Now, in the short term, short term inflammation is the result of your immune system firing up to help you deal with the threat and prepares you to recover quickly in case you have a wound that becomes infected. Or let's say, you know, you get a splinter in your finger, like that sort of thing. Those are all, you know, things are examples of uh, inflammation. Now, in the long term, inflammation that becomes chronic and unresolved increases your risk of most modern chronic diseases, including type 2 diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and even cases of depression. Now, as a brain health instructor for Clean Eating Magazine, during research for a course I developed for them, I discovered the role that inflammation plays in mental health and that foods like sugar are literally eating away at your brain. Inflammation is a risk factor for more than 30 medical illnesses, including cancer, diabetes, dementia, and depression. The Western diet, which is the diet that most of us eat these days, includes lots of meat, white flour, vegetable oils, and sugar, and very little fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Now, the Western diet is one that is very pro-inflammatory, which promotes inflammation both in your body as well as your brain. Now, added to this, the very foods that you're probably turning to to manage stress are actually formulated to keep you hooked. These foods attack the very part of your brain responsible for regulating mood and stress, making your problem worse in the long term while increasing the risk of serious illness. And in fact, I talked about this, um, I think maybe in the previous episode. Um, in fact, the countries with the highest intake of sugar also have the highest rates of depression. Mental illness rates have increased over the past 20 years. In fact, they've actually doubled. And we also know that mental illness like depression are strongly associated with inflammation. So in fact, depression is inflammation in the brain. Now, the question is, what's driving this inflammation? And certainly, yes, food is the biggest factor, which makes it an incredibly powerful tool to use because it's actually an easy tool to change and actually get a result. Now, for years, I would overeat whenever I was stressed, anxious, or frustrated. I used food to distract myself from pain. And you, maybe you can relate to that as well with some things that you might be going through in your life that are very painful and uncomfortable. And maybe you're turning to things like certain foods or alcohol or sugar, you know, just to cope. But, you know, food never released me from pain. In fact, overeating the wrong foods created even more pain. Now, the good news is that during my Rise and Thrive online retreat, you'll understand how food affects your mental and physical well-being. 
You'll also unlock how to stop using food to self-medicate, numb yourself, or run away from stress, fear, loneliness, or self-loathing. On day three of the online retreat, you'll uncover how to de-stress your diet with nutrition-based tools to feel better faster, how to improve your sleep when stressful thoughts keep you up at night, and how to nourish your body to release stress. Now the doors close today, Monday, November 30th. So grab your spot while there's still time. You can just grab the link in the show notes to save your spot, or you can also go to trudyestone.com forward slash retreat. Now, although I would love to see you on the online retreat, just in case you're listening to this episode after the doors close, I just want to make sure that you still have something that you can use to de-stress and achieve more calm. So I want to share a quick hack for helping you to de-stress quickly, and that's practicing the stop technique, okay? Now, creating space in the day to stop, come down from you know your worried mind, and get back into the present moment has been shown to be enormously helpful in mitigating the negative effects of stress response. Now, when we drop into the present, we're more likely to gain perspective and see that we have the power to regulate our response to pressure. So here's a short practice that you can weave into your day to just step into that space between stimulus and response. Because it's in that space between stimulus and response that you have the power to choose. Okay, so that space between stimulus, so that's the thing that, you know, gets you anxious or, you know, irritated, right? And then the response is exactly what it sounds like. It's the response to that thing that has triggered you, making you feel irritable, okay? Now, the space between the stimulus and the response is like a giant pause button. So I want you to think about it that way. Even just picture like a big giant pause button. Now, we don't have to react to every stimulus, okay? So think about that for a moment. I'm going to say that again. We don't have to react to every stimulus. Instead, we can pause, reflect, and choose our response. So here is the stop technique, okay? So S is for stop. So stop what you're doing, put things down for a minute, just stop. T is for take. Take a few deep breaths. If you'd like to extend this, you can even take a minute to breathe normally and naturally and follow your breath coming in and out of your nose. You can even say to yourself in as you're breathing in and out as you're breathing out, if that helps with concentration. Now, one of my favorite things to do in terms of breathing techniques is to breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of four, and then exhale for a count of seven. I find if I do that even just one time, I usually do it three times in a row, but I find if I even just do that one time, immediately I feel my shoulders drop because when I'm uh, tense and stressed, my shoulders always hike up. It's like the coat hanger thing, right? So I find when I do that, even if I do that just once, it immediately starts to calm my body. Now, O is for observe. Observe your experience just as it is, including thoughts, feelings, and emotions. You can reflect about what is on your mind and also notice that thoughts are not facts. And they're not permanent. So notice any emotions that are present and how they're being expressed in your body. Even close your eyes maybe to do this as well. Research shows that just naming your emotions can turn the volume down on the fear circuit in the brain and have a calming effect. So then notice your body. Are you standing or are you sitting? How is your posture? Do you have any aches or pains? You know, and just going back for a second to naming your emotions and how that can turn down the volume 
of, you know, that fear circuit in your brain. One of the things that I found really helpful with this as well, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, is journaling. I find a lot of times we just have so many things, um, so many feelings and thoughts and emotions just jumbled up in our head. But when we take the time to just put pen to paper and actually write things out, you'll be surprised of how much of a release you'll feel. Okay, so P in the stop technique is for proceed. So proceed with something that will support you in the moment. Talk to a friend, you know, maybe rub your shoulders or wrap your arms around yourself, maybe even give yourself a hug, Um, you know, have a cup of tea or even try journaling, journaling like I just mentioned before. So treat this whole exercise as an experiment. I want you to get curious about where there are opportunities in the day for you to just stop waking up in the morning taking a shower. I do this in the shower too. I just take some time for myself in the shower, Um, you know, before eating a meal, maybe even at a stoplight when you're in your car or before sitting down at work and checking email. You can even use your smartphone's message indicator as a reminder to stop. Okay. So just, you know, put a little reminder in your phone, right? And this will help you to cultivate more mindfulness using technology. So technology isn't always a bad thing, right? We can use it to our advantage sometimes. So again, during my Rise and Thrive online retreat, which starts today, each day you'll receive support and powerful worksheets to help you identify your causes of stress, find healthy coping skills to deal with stress, and find ways to take care of yourself physically and emotionally to better withstand stress and thrive in any difficult situation. So the doors close today, Monday, November 30th, so make sure to grab your spot while there's still time. If you've ever wondered why you just can't seem to manage stress, or if you wish you could achieve more calm and joy without using food or alcohol as a crutch to cope, then this retreat is for you. Now, if you're like most busy women I work with, chances are you eat your emotions, turning to food and or alcohol when you're stressed. You toss and turn at night because you're too stressed or anxious to sleep. You maybe withdraw from friends or family to avoid facing problems or talking about how you feel. Maybe you're taking prescription or over-the-counter drugs that promise some form of relief, such as sleeping pills, antidepressants, or anti-anxiety pills. Or maybe you find yourself zoning out in front of the TV, watching endless hours of Netflix to avoid your problems. And I get it, because I was there before, and I was actually doing a few of those things. But I finally nailed down the essential ingredients to turn stress into my superpower so that I could achieve more calm, joy, and resilience. And I want to share them with you during this five-day online retreat. So again, make sure to just head over to the link in the show notes and save your spot. The doors close today, and I hope to see you in the Rise and Thrive retreat. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.